0: Hello friends, I'm your host Chris Thrull, I'm a former Royal Marines Commando, I've adventured, for better and sometimes worse, across 80 countries on all 7 continents. Welcome to the Bought the T-Shirt Podcast. Hello friends, I just wanted to... um... Basically, off the back of Sean Atwood's podcast, I've been uh, thinking about my criminal past, which fortunately hasn't been, well, it depends which way you look at it. You know, drugs are illegal, so technically I've been a criminal for 30 years, right? Uh, I don't actually really take drugs anymore. I mean, I I might do one day. I'm not, I've got no, like, judgment on it. I just find when you start doing triathlon and Ironman and, and you get into your fitness and you get it into eating right eating a plant-based diet which is you know mostly vegetables you don't you don't want to be out partying all the time because it just it takes you so long to recover and you miss out on so much of your your life right so so putting that criminality aside I just want to tell you about when I was younger because I went through a phase of Really, kind of getting seriously involved in on the wrong side of the law, let's say. And I can't talk too much about it for the simple fact I was really lucky and I got off lightly, and I certainly didn't get arrested for, you know, let's just say everything I did. Maybe we'll use a but. Bert here as an example, you know, if Bert's done a hundred percent of crime and he gets busted, as to say he gets charged with three percent, you know, two percent of it. So I can relate to uh, to Bert, right? But yeah, it was a sh- stupid time in my life. I'm not proud. I'm not proud. I mean, I'm not ashamed of it. It's in the past, and I don't think about the past. That was yesterday. I've got family to look after, and I care about today. Care about my mental health. Care about the future. One simple thing: if you've ever wronged anyone, you say freaking sorry. That's it. You man up. You woman up. You just say sorry. You pick up the phone. And go, oh, it's me. Look, there's not much I can do, but I can say I'm sorry. That is unbelievable healing power for a human being, for an individual. You're letting them go on with their life. Then don't uh, don't underestimate that. So. I'm lucky in the life, but um, here's the thing: I was getting in above my head. It started off with stupid little things like pinching a car radio, and um, before long, but over here was just doing stupid stuff. We're talking like you know, breaking and entering, bank robberies—if you can call robbing someone not taking money into a bank a bank robbery. Um yeah, really, well, cut, you know, stealing cars. That's what Burt was up to. Lots and lots of stuff, right? Got to be careful what I talk about Burt because, you know, he will, he will maybe write about this one day and then he'll have to frame it in a way that's not going to put anyone in the frame. Do you know what I mean? But I got arrested. What I was accused of was stealing a car. I you go to a car showroom. This is how it used to be. You used to have the keys in the car, right? And they're pretty lackadaisical. That key ring has a number on it. It's called the key number. It's in case you want to get another key cut, you ring the supplier or the manufacturer, give them that number, and they'll just put your key in the post. Nowadays, you couldn't just do that. It's all going to be regulated, right? You've got to prove you own the vehicle and all this. Back then, you could just do that. And this one time I'm in a garage and I'm checking, I'm, I'm asking to look at the cars and Bert over there is intending to write down the key number, right? Or at least that's what the people in the garage suspect Bert of doing. And they said to him, uh, Bert, could you just come with me a sec, sir? I just want to talk about prices and stuff stupidly, he says, yeah, okay, uh, you know, wanting to try to make it look like a, a genuine customer, right? Goes into the showroom office. The second he gets in there, bang, they slam the door. And this showroom, this salesman guy says to his boss, boss, this guy's been looking at cars. and He's written down the key numbers of every one of them. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll never admit to what he was saying was right, but your heart, when you're in that situation, it just drops. Everything just goes just cold. Your mouth gets all like metallic and you're like, "Ah, oh, it's it's reality time, you know? And they, I couldn't escape. I tried to bomb burst for the door and force my away past these two guys, but they were having n- none of it, you know? do not matter how hard you think you are, unless you're prepared to start trying to knock people out, which I, I wasn't, that, that would have made things worse, right? You know, you ain't getting out of that room. So I just stood there. And uh, in, if I had numbers written on my hand, then I'm going to be getting rid of them, right? Just suggesting that. And if I had stuff on my personage... Could link me to huge other crimes, then this is the time to get rid of those bits of paper, right? Except that one of them was still in the corner pocket of my jacket, let's say. So in the police station, the police station's policeman goes to search me. I've already heard on the radio that they found my car, even though I parked it away from this. Car garage, right? They found that car and they've searched it. And you know, imagine if they found a load of dodgy goods in it. Yeah, you get my point, right? So I'm in the police station. I'm just feeling really in the shit. And the guy says, Right, I'm going to pat you down. You give them your belt and your shoelaces or whatever. I'm not even sure. They do that in the military, Nick, which I've been in. Uh, was in there for drunkenness, of all things, which is just a stupid military charge they get you on. Um, I've got seven days restriction of privileges, but that's another story. So, I'm not sure if they take your belt and your shoelaces in a civilian prison. But anyway, he's patting me down and he feels a piece of paper in my pocket. And let's just say, for example, what if that bit of paper ties you into say, a £50,000 rip-off, then you're looking at some lengthy prison time, right? He said, oh, there's something in your pocket. And I went, ah, I felt it, I knew immediately what it was, I went, okay, wait a minute, I'll just take my jacket off, and I took my jacket off like like that, holding on to the thing, put it around my back, handed it to the guy, and then obviously took, took the thing back. And I just tucked it into the back of my waistband. I handed it like that. And at the same time, I'm tucking it into the back of my waistband, right? So this wasn't the point of my story. The point is, for anyone out there who's aspiring to be a criminal, you're you're involved in this stuff. I just want to say, it just so much is not worth it. I'm not just saying that because I'm a youth worker now and I've worked with young people coming out of prison. I've seen, you know... These people are very often victims they don't deserve to be in the nick they deserve to be in some form of rehabilitation education you know some of the guys were there didn't know how to wash themselves they'd never been like on a day out and uh, but I say this from personal experience now is when you wake up in that police cell it is freaking horrible all your grand notions of making your fortune through crime, they just go through them bars or out the window whichever expression you want to use you just sit there and think why did i do it why did i risk my freedom my career if you know you got a career what, what was i thinking and yeah i just wanted to say <laughs> just wanted to say that i was quite lucky the police were actually really good to me um when they realized they weren't going to get anything that they wanted they were just nice. They went and got me a blanket and they took me to another cell so I could sleep. And that's the thing. All you want to do is sleep. Um, all these things you see on the TV about people coming up with a, you know, a spiel, like like a story, a, like a bullshit story to cover their tracks. You can't even think. You're in that, so much fear in that cell. You can't think. All you want to do is sleep. And if, if they'll bring you cigarettes, you just want to smoke. So, yeah. Uh, I was lucky I save like the result of all that for another day but I didn't get a criminal record and I didn't go to prison and I thank my lucky stars for that anyway cheers team friends thank you for listening to the bought the t-shirt podcast please like subscribe and share and don't forget to follow me on social media username Chris Thrall. Instagram Chris. Thank you.